Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and with me is... Sal, as always. Yeah, Sal. Mondo Salrisian. Yes, yes. We're going to continue to call him that until he eventually breaks and just accepts that... One of these days it'll Your happen, name maybe. is Mondo. <laughs> so, anyways, we're going to plug the email real quick. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We want to tell them. We want to tell them. We want to hear them. Yeah, yes. We want to know. Too. We want definitely to know. Want, I would definitely want to hear them. We want to know what's going on beyond the veil where you're at, beyond, yeah. behind the veil. Actually, I would say under the veil or something. Beneath like, the veil. Pe- yeah, around the veil. Yeah, that's some the, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not the normal. Whatever's going on in your veil of, of the world. There you go. That's it. So uh, <laughs> when we last, our last episode, man, gosh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um Blast. Good thing good thing we got paranormal potluck today. Yeah, it's well, just going to be a plethora of different things. I'm just a little tired. Yeah, so what did you do last night? Well, I didn't do I didn't do Bigfoot encounters, that's for sure. <laughs> what happened? You, you remember how we talked about I was supposed to do <clears throat> the oh, show yeah, and do Bigfoot yeah. encounters? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess the that. wires got crossed because <laughs> oh, you know, I got I got my <laughs> fouled up a little bit. <laughs> Let me explain what happened, ladies and gentlemen. I was supposed to do Vic kind of show last night on, on a last minute. It's one of those things where oh, a fighter got hurt. Can you go in there and yeah, get you need up? a backup. Yeah, <laughs> so I <laughs> I was recording all day. Okay, to try to get these episodes together, to get them crunched and get them good and crunchy for you guys. And so what happened was Vic Vic sends me an email and he tells me I need you to uh, help Step me in, out yeah. and, and do a stand in and if you got any do- uh, stories but he didn't say dog man uh, and, he, and I and yeah. I thought for whatever reason that I thought I read Bigfoot and so I just because I had so many stuff I was sifting through and yeah. I thought okay I guess I could do that so I I told him I'd help you out I'll I'll do some Bigfoot you know well. I guess because me and Vic are both very busy doing all the recordings and stuff. I guess that, you know, somewhere I thought I read Bigfoot. And when I responded, then he didn't say, no, not Bigfoot, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I get on the show after recording all day with you and, yeah, and yeah. Tony and, we had a- and Anthony. And so what we end up doing, I'm, I'm like getting ready for this uh, Bigfoot. And I got all this material ready for the Bigfoot. And then. I start talking about it. And he goes, "Whoa, whoa, wait!" You know how he talks. Oh yeah. Whoa, whoa wait. Uh, this is Dog Man, and I'm like, "What do you mean, Dog Man?" Like and he goes, <laughs> "No, this is for Dog Man encounters tomorrow." And I'm like, oh. "Oh, okay." So let me switch gears, and yeah, let me uh, do something else. Because yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, lesson learned for next time. If he ever calls you on the fly, you know, you could. Write yourself some notes and say, in case he wants Bigfoot stories, here they are. Yeah, and, and he's asked me to come yeah. on the on the Bigfoot show, and I thought that that's what we were doing uh, was was I was going to start talking well, some the Bigfoot. Mix up is understandable. So I, mean, I ended up yeah. with Dogman, and so I had to give him what I had, which I gave him one of our stories that I was going to tell on the show, which I still will. All right, and then I gave him one that we had, we had gone over in a previous episode, and then oh. I also had a couple others that I had that I was going to, like I said, put on here, but it doesn't matter. I, I, I did what I could and I gave you what still I got had. tons of notebooks with stories. Yeah. On but not as, not as deep with the dog man that, cause I, I don't really like to go over 
the material that I've already covered, even if it's on been on another show. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of like I don't. Well, unless you know, they request that particular story, I guess you could say. Yeah, if if it's something that <clears throat> that I've been asked to do, because I when I did that story last night about the the werewolves uh, looking creatures from Hiko that area. Uh-huh. I, it, I I could I couldn't remember whether I had already done Hico. it or not on Vic's show. Oh, okay, yeah. And Vic didn't remember because we've done a dozen episodes together. So I couldn't. I was like, well, I'm gonna do it. I mean, it's just I'm gonna say it. And so I did. And then you know we talked a little bit about my our, our show. Oh, oh, great. And so I was just like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just gonna. <laughs> so I winged it as best I could. Told one of the stories, but I couldn't couldn't remember the. I think I got, I might have gotten mixed up on the um, the origin of the one story. I can't remember exactly. I if it was Scorpion's boss or the people he introduced me to. But anyway, oh, yes. I gave the story, and so that was that was that was kind of interesting. That I just <laughs> I told Vic afterwards. I said, "Look, it's probably not my best work." Um, I gave you what I had, but I was just very tired. And he goes, oh, I, I appreciate it, you coming on or whatever. And so if you listen to that show, please don't hold me to that being my best because I was so tired. I was like bleary-eyed. Um, my voice felt like it was going out. Yeah, was, it's, whew, it's it tough. Was... Well, you know, we did put in a lot of time behind the mic that day, recording shows and yeah, all this absolutely. good stuff. Yeah, and, you know. and it was and, – and so – but I enjoy doing this. This is something I enjoy doing. Um, and, it's and a way to, to, to lay it down for posterity, you know? Lay it down. That's right. That way people can always go back and listen. And as always, we are honored for you to join us. We want <laughs> well, that's you to a good be idea. here to come and listen to the show. I just want to start off real quick. The little people thing or whatever, I will go back yeah. over that. I will. That is something that we're going to revisit at some point. Yeah, well, this paranormal potluck. So, you know, but we, you know what? Today we got paranormal potluck, but since we did do the little people last, yeah, last, on the last show, on the last installment, we're not yeah. going to, we're not going to go over those stories, but I do have, there's, oh, there's so many I could do here. I, I'm, I'm going to start off with that, that ocean fairing encounter. Oh, hey, yeah, that one. Definitely. You mentioned it. And all you gave me was a snippet, so you had me, you know, like hooked like a kid with candy. Yeah, th- this is a this is a friend, <clears throat> one of my really good friends' sister. Her best friend. This happened to her, and I actually did get to talk to this individual at at, at one point. You know, um, she gave me this story four or five years ago, and it actually because I, I, I was trying to go through my archives and and archives my notebooks, well, and got I a found lot of them. I yeah, and I found. That story, because I was like, I know I have a story about a sea being, if you want to call Creature it. I don't, yeah, sorts. sea monster. I don't know what you would call it. I, I guess it would be a monster, you know. So we'll get into that story. So let's, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do that one. So what ended up happening was they, they went on a, um, what do you call it, a deep sea fishing uh, trip and they see something really strange. Something came up to the boat. It was kind of like hovering in the water. They said it was about nine feet long. Okay. If, if they had to estimate her and her her boyfriend at the time was now married to her, but they saw this thing and it and it it was smooth. It looked smooth skin, but it was very obviously reptilian. It has a it had a very pronounced and long elongated snout. And 
this thing it had they they said it almost had like a a pattern like to it like almost like how a turtle would look but it yeah. didn't have a shell. Oh, so it's kind of like okay, I see what you're saying. Kinda yeah, like they said the, that it had like these little weird uh, octagonal patterns almost like on its but no like, shell. like like uh like the scales. Right, yeah. So I guess that would be the scales. The scales were clearly visible, but there was no shell and it was really long and it what the head look like? The, well, the head was elongated, almost like an alligator, but it didn't have legs like an alligator or a croc, like right. we would see. What he had like it wasn't the flippers, like a crocodilian. Because I asked that question. Oh yeah, it had like these flipper-like appendages with these little claws on the end of it. Oh wow, that's strange. And it was just kind of hovering, and then it dove, and then it came back up, and everybody on the boat was like, "Wow, whoa, what is that?" Well, I guess the captain or whatever, the guy that that was in charge of the little fishing trip, he said that that. Every once in a while, they would see one of these things, but they didn't know what it was. And they had actually marine biologists who had gone out there and looked for this thing a few times, but I guess mm-hmm. they never found it. Right. But yeah, that was very interesting. And they said that <clears throat> at one point, it opened its mouth, oh, wow. and the the mouth and the head were very uh, crocodilian-like. Oh, wow. But it was a smooth... Like it was smooth. I don't know how to describe to you the way that they were describing it any better than they, because they couldn't really tell much. It was just, yeah, it was green. It was like a greenish, um, mostly green, but then kind of like a lighter color, like um, what kind of um, maybe some browns. Trying to remember what they said. It was beige. Beige. That was the word they used. Wow, must have. It was so. It was like it was like beige, um, greenish beige. Yeah. That's so I don't know what that was, and that was very odd. And nine foot, and the the guy that was on the boat, one of the people that was helping, the, uh, was it the captain? Or, no, or? there was another guy. I guess that was helping. Oh, according okay. to them, yeah. they said that he he had been out on many little expeditions or whatever, right. and he said that when they do see these things, that that one is actually a smaller one. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what that's what he said. And what's weird is like I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. You can go look it up and see if it's some sort of prehistoric creature from some. I don't know. Who knows what that could would be, be my in the ocean? Guess. You know, yeah. I know I read a story, um, and I and I can't even remember where, what publication or what it was that I read. I just read a story about a seagoing creature that actually attacked three guys. They were on. They were out fishing, right? And and they, it's something capsized their boat, and 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 just gonna. Throw this out there because you you can make your own conclusions, and it was off the coast of Florida. <clears throat> Interesting, you know. This and one guy, but no, no, one, I, I keep going, brother. You got me going. One, now. one guy that all three of them tried to swim for shore because they weren't that far out. Okay, um, you could see the shore according to the story, but but whatever this thing was, managed to grab two of them before the oh. the third guy finally got to shore. Wow. The description that that guy gave was a long snake-like neck, and it almost looked like a just a long giant anaconda with a body attached to it, wow. with these big flippers. Sounds a lot like what like, people like describe Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster. monster. Yeah. yeah, and 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 so that creature that intrigued me. That story was pretty interesting, and and that's not something that somebody gave me. Like I said, I read that somewhere. I could go back and try to find it or whatever but i just i remember reading that and i thought wow that's terrifying very much like a plesiosaur but this creature whatever it was did not sound like a plesiosaur yeah but you do get stories of dinosaurs yeah i mean when you look at the ocean 
it, we we have not even, for lack of better words, really scratched the the surface, <laughs> you know, because it's just so vast. We know more about you know outer what, space. You know what? It comes to that. I'm glad. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not going in the ocean and scratching <laughs> the surface. Yeah, that's. I, you know what? We go to the, we go to the to the the beach. Yeah, I'm okay with being in the pool. Oh, <laughs> I don't need to go out there and be you know. You've got nothing a, a to human prove, right? Walrus that can be snatched up Just by jaws. Little, be out there floating like a little snack for I, something you know what i'm a little snack yeah to them i'm a big <laughs> you know person but some of these these sharks and things just get way too so big was, for my taste i can tell i can that. only imagine what they were i'd fight thinking. a little shark oh <laughs> like if there was one of them little ones i'd, I'd beat it up i beat it up like i did people at the club but, but not jaws right? no i'm not gonna fight anything that's like my size or bigger that can <laughs> swim that way move yeah. around have yeah. you seen these things thrash around like Oh, yes. I know you, Tony, you, you said that when we were in Port Aransas that you would go jogging at night on the beach and you would hear splashing and, and something mixing it up, some kind of UFC battle going on in the <laughs> ocean right there. <laughs> right off the sheet. They come right up to the, yeah, at night. Yeah, well, those sharks it, come yeah. right up to, you know, and I've seen uh, video footage of, of, of the helicopters hovering over. Yeah. And these, these swimmers are just oblivious to these creatures these sharks that are just, around, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's just the whole deal with that story. You know, they're describing this this creature that's got the basic shape of a sea turtle, but no shell. You know that that reminds me of that one. I don't, but it was elongated, though. Right, it was a little bit longer than than a, than. The, well, yeah, you're right. Nine foot. Yeah, that's 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 nuts. You know, and no shell. It reminds me of this one picture I saw on the internet, and I usually keep up with a lot of the the, the new discoveries of prehistoric sea creatures, mm-hmm. and they called it, I believe if I remember correctly, they called it uh, uh, Predator X or something to that effect, Yeah. but it's a sea creature, and it's, to me, when I saw that picture, I thought, oh, this is a variant of the plesiosaur, but... It looked more, I, I guess, to me. I, I looked at that picture and I said, "I think this is this could be described as the mix between a true crocodile and a plesiosaur." You know, mm-hmm. in, in but doesn't have the big long neck, but the snout. And I said, "Man, that's that's well, nuts." Well, you know, and, and this encounter took place, I think, back in 1997. Oh wow! And so, according to them, they there were several people that had actually. Oh yeah, taken some photos with like their camera cameras, uh-huh. like a few people had. Right. But who knows where those photos are or what happened to them? Heck, yeah. they might be floating around the internet. <laughs> yeah, for all we know, you know. And I just got to thinking about it. If this, you know, th- this thing is is like you know the mix between a crocodile and a plesiosaur, or a and, crocodile and, 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 and a the size or... that I saw in that article. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably ate the 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 plesiosaur. You know, I'm pretty sure that's oh, my Predator guess. X. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Did I did, did I use that word? But yeah, that that's thing. what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, that thing in the ocean. But again, so going, you're thinking that this could be like the, a baby Predator X? Is yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I'll it, have to look at the Predator X and see what it looks like because I'm not real sure off the top of my head. Yeah, you just look it up. On I, the I've internet. heard about it. I think I saw like a. I know. I'm uh, one of those weird old nerds. I got my nephew like here in the studio. I know that I took my nephews like him and his little brothers to yeah. see some sort of oceanic video at the big old Bob Bullock museum here uh-huh. in Austin, the IMAX. Uh-huh. And I fell asleep twice <laughs> trying to get through it. I never could watch. Oh, you remember wow. that Anthony? I think that's awesome. Man. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I but, could not you know, get through that video. In all seriousness though, you know, was predator X on there? Yeah. 
And oh, I wow. missed it, huh? I must have been snoozing. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, though, this creature being out there, I would lean to yes, it's it's out there. I would, you know, I would not say they're extinct because you look at the the coelacanth or coelacanth or however you want to say it. Coelacanth, yeah, off Silicanth. the coast of Africa. Yeah, the, yeah, and off the coast of Borneo, when they found them, they said uh, this was like in the mid '80s. They found one, or they caught one off the coast of Borneo, and then after they did more extensive research, they found a school. And this was well, the research was later on, but after they caught the the initial one, mm-hmm. so that right there blew. You know, blew their whole, it's been extinct for millions of years, and yada, yada, yada. Coelacanth University? They found a school out there? <laughs> no, they found a school of coelacanth, <laughs> you know, those pre- uh, prehistoric well, fish. You know what? Speaking of Africa, there there are reports of a Mokile Mbembe. Yeah, that yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, and, and they, it looks like a brontosaurus. But, but it, it is it is also a smaller version yeah. of a brontosaurus, but it's a very mean, I what I believe would be evolutionarily a a descendant of the brontosaurus or a variant species or thereof. a very small variant species. And I say yeah. small, it's twice the size of an elephant, folks. But the brontosaurus was like the size of like four or five city buses or something. So oh yeah, yeah, we're we're talking about these weird creatures anomalies, here. Yeah. Anomalies. But it's all, in, you know, in all seriousness, it, it just points Supposedly back. Supposedly a very to, mean creature, too. Oh, yeah. That, that, it, that it actually will attack and kill hippos and rhinos and elephants. And I it will pretty it. much, it claims a, a, ter- a territory. territory and yeah. it will, it's been seen crushing crocodiles and according to the people from to the, the Congo. Locals. The Congo, yeah. yeah the locals. I've, had a lot, I've heard a lot of stories about that and nobody's called or given me one or sent me one, but I've just read about it. Yeah, but this is interesting. I, I've always been fascinated with the cryptid sea creatures. We don't get enough of it out there, but you know, that that was really interesting. It's right off the, you know, they were out there off the coast of Galveston. Galveston. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. amazing, man. And if anybody ever goes to Galveston, you got to check out Moody Gardens. Yeah. Go out there you know, and have fun with it. Mooney Gardens is a really yeah. cool place, um, but it is expensive. <laughs> like <laughs> by the time you're, and it's so vast and big, it's there's a lot to do there. But once you, you know, you've you, there's a huge, beautiful aquarium there. Um, when I went there, there was like a lot of screaming kids and stuff, and it was the summertime, but no, a couple years ago. But I enjoyed it. My yeah. wife enjoyed it, and so, anyways, moving on here. Yeah. Uh, but staying in the realm of reptiles of creatures of reptile creatures this this is a story that i wanted to throw out there this came out of indiana oh and it was in a cornfield mm-hmm. according to the report i got and it looked like to me well let me just let me just go back and tell the story instead of getting yeah. too far ahead and analyzing yeah. it y'all don't even know what it is yet <laughs> uh some kids were playing and they were running around through a cornfield i know i've done that and we you know my uh great uncle you know we go out there and, and play in cornfield and wheat fields, whatever, doing things, you know, we probably shouldn't have been doing, but <laughs> running around, messing with stuff. But he, anyways, these kids were playing out in a cornfield and they stumbled upon what looked like a creature that they said looked like it was asleep. And the, from every description I got from this thing, it, it looked like a velociraptor. Whoa! And th- there were like four or five kids that that claimed that they were, and then that they saw it in the distance, and then one of them kind of got brave, and then a couple more got brave. They described it as being with it slumped over, kind of like like it was asleep, mm-hmm. about four foot tall. Oh wow! But then it, it woke up, <laughs> and it, it it chased them 
a brief way. Oh, wow. And then it ran back to wherever it was in, in the cornfield. They saw it turn and run back toward whatever it was. And one of the children actually said that there was what he saw an egg. Oh, that's when it got up what? because they scattered in different directions and it kind of just like I, I would think that would be the best strategy. You're with four or five of your little friends yeah, and you come upon scattered, a yeah. you come upon Jurassic Park, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it decides to chase you. You go in all these different directions and the little reptilian brain maybe decides that it's not gonna chase any of them and goes back to the eggs. Yeah. That's but that's that's kind of what I gathered. Now I'll give you a description of it. They said that they saw very pronounced talons. They tried to give the best description as when it stood up, it was as tall as the corn. And I don't know how tall that is. I don't I don't know how tall that would be. They just said that that when the, the corn, oldest kid was twelve. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how tall the corn would be, but they said that it was very tall, towered over the the, the oldest kid. Oh wow. It was a twelve year old boy. And it they it began to chase them and then just turned and went back to whatever it was doing which one of the kids said he saw an egg you know it, with the description a, yeah having you know grown up country like you a little bit different experiences and stuff but my granddad grew corn both of them did you know that was definitely something very common very yeah common. very common my grandparents even grew it in a garden too <clears> yeah when they when they when they quit but once whatever. they get uh you know usually from what i always remember in by the time I was full grown, corn was approximately when it was ripe and ready, you know, for for picking. It was usually about a foot taller than I, and I'm and I'm six feet tall. So that's probably I was thinking maybe six and a half feet, but I wasn't for sure. You know, so that and those are my experiences. I'm not going to say that's the gospel truth, but when the corn, what were these stalks? kids doing in that corn? <laughs> Children of the corn, really? Knows, and then you run into a dinosaur. That's what happens. See, yeah. kids, you want to go out there with Malachi and and the other guy. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Oh, uh, and, gosh, and, you and got me thinking about yeah, that movie. and then you. That's what happens. Yeah, maybe they were out there doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes. I'm just, I'm in just, all seriousness, though, I mean that having he wants that you event, to Malachi. You know? I don't remember remember what the yeah that event was. was just that event. Well, is that's just a good amazing. one. What, what is the guy's name from the Children of the Corn? The leader. Remember the little that was such a creepy looking kid. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But whenever whenever she sent me this story, we actually kind of joked back and forth about. You did the whole Children of the Corn. Joke I did actually say that was kind of funny. She said the children were in the corn, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the children of the corn. Yeah. And so makes you and, think twice, but that's the encounter, though, right? That's that. Yeah, event. and and so I guess one of these. Um, children or was actually her her child and then the others were oh. cousins they oh, were all wow. playing and so anyways she sent that story and and they did actually then uh, there's more to it they did actually have an encounter with something that ran across the road oh like uh, a few days after that oh uh, that actually kind of vindicated these children because her father the woman that sent the story in her father actually saw it Oh, he got a vision. Yeah, he he, and I guess he, his his wife um, it w didn't have the wife with him. It was just him and um, her brother, which I guess would be his son. So yeah, yeah. So actually, you know, so more more visual proof of these what two the guys kids... were coming back from town and they saw something run across the road. Now the description was in the headlights. It was a uh, like a brownish red color. Mm -hmm. That's what I read was a brownish red color. Very prominent teeth, very very prominent claws on on the fore forearms. 
This is the description. The forearms, according to the children and the grown-ups, was that it was uh, very thin, elongated, skinny arms. But they were elongated, and they they weren't real short. Right. But it had a very uh, prominent claws, and it looked like, in particular, on the foot and on the hands, they had very prominent, like a prominent claw that was a little more pronounced yeah if you would say it'd stick out more than and, the and they it wasn't like one of these things like oh look to come to a screeching halt no they just saw it and they were like wow look at that there's a there's a dinosaur and they kept going on their way and huh? they went on their way and that was they said about four miles from their property wow you know that that's another thing that uh, a lot of people don't uh, ever really want to stop it i mean i can I, only I, imagine how many i mean they don't want to stop i know why they don't want to stop but i just got confirmation yeah so, it was Isaac. It was Isaac. Oh, that's the name. Was yeah, his name right. Isaac? Yeah. It was Isaac and Malachi. It's, I remember his name being Isaiah or something like yeah. that. But you know what? Who knows with the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. There you knows? go, Mandela effect. Who knows? I just remember him like, he wants you to a Malachi. And yeah. like that, the guy was like, no. You yeah. know, the red-haired kid. Yeah. That red-haired kid was so... He was Creepy. disturbing. He was, yeah. Both of them were very yeah. disturbing. Together, that was really bad. But I'm not going to lie. As a kid, I saw that. And I wasn't afraid... I just wish that I could have been one of those cult leaders that could make the, the and then <laughs> the other because ones. because I I would I had this idea that look hey if I'm in control of all these other kids I could have their toys no <laughs> hey because growing up I didn't we didn't have a whole lot of money and you know proof it's weird everyone... the first part of my life then my dad got a pretty good job uh-huh. um, then we had a little bit of money but. Before that, though, we were just poor, and I would watch other kids play with their toys. That was my entertainment. <laughs> there you go. I would go and look in the window like Bigfoot at the neighbors Watching and watch play. the kids play with their toys. Yeah, there just you go. kidding. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like back to the story, Tom, man. You, this, this story, you, you, I'm over here just my my wheels are turning, and I can only imagine. I mean, if the, if the farmer, so to speak, he yeah. should have killed it. That's what you should have done. No, I'm, that's well, kill it. Kill it with fire. That's, that's, you how you get, that's how you deal with Jurassic animals, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now, I will say this. This creature is lucky that he's not in Central Texas because somebody would have killed it. That's Because yeah, yes. around here, they're going to kill it. Yeah. Now, yeah. I did see this thing, and I did kill it. Kill it graveyard dead. <laughs> kill it graveyard dead. But uh, in all seriousness, it makes me wonder if any of the other neighboring uh, – People that lived on the neighboring farms, anything? Yeah, I didn't ever get any it. more information wow. than that, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got for that story. I'm sorry, man. But moving down to Texas uh-huh. and staying with this theme for for another story. Can we do another reptile story, or do yeah. you guys want to get into this something is, else? That's this. It's potluck. It's potluck. So it's what we got. All right. So I'm going to give you another one. Now down in that South Texas corridor. Now what I mean by that is from if you look on a map from Alice, Texas. Going down south to all the way down to Brownsville. Mm-hmm. If you ever head down that corridor, keep your eyes on the sky. Uh, I'm just kidding. You need to watch the road, okay? Yes. Pay attention to your driving. God, <laughs> you people, come on. But seriously, if you watch the sky, th- there have been, now at this point, I- I- I've read of at least four different accounts of people seeing what looks like a pterodactyl. Yeah, the big bird side. The big bird, yeah. And so, and I will get into that too. Um, flying creature. Flying creature. A big yeah. bird, I guess, would not be the accurate. A no. flying reptile. Now, this thing they say looks like a pterodactyl. The, the quintessential. 
Yeah, it doesn't. No, there, there's no feathers. They keep right. saying now that the, the, the dinosaurs have feathers or whatever. Well, Maybe when I was, I have. remember Transformers as a kid, and I don't remember Grimlock or any of them having feathers. I just remember Slag and Sludge, and they they did not have feathers, folks. <laughs> I'm basing all my scientific research on a 1984 cartoon. All right, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that's what I know. Okay. <laughs> I you know, keeps it real. I keeps it real. So anyway, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, what ended up happening was the, the, uh, the, this one story that I actually got from somebody. Um, I don't remember. I was on some forum like a long time ago, like when when the internet was like chat rooms. And yes, stuff. yeah. And somebody somebody sent a story on there that said that they had seen what looked like a giant pterodactyl. So I wrote it down because I'm obsessed with the paranormal. I am obsessed with it, and so. This story I got was in that corridor. Now, yes. this happened just south of Alice, yes. Texas, and I'm sure you know. Yes. This is what we in Texas call the valley, folks. Yeah. Yes. And now, in the valley, yeah, it's it's a very predominantly Hispanic area of, of Texas, but for the most part, there are a lot of like wealthy Hispanic people down there, yeah. I guess you could say, because they have. There's a lot of ranches. There's lots of lots ranches. of farm and ranches and whatever you got down there. They used to in the valley grow a lot of um, grapefruits and oranges. They still do. It's still big, still, big not like it used to be though. No. When I was young, I'd go down there and visit, and there would be a bunch. And yeah. not now, not now. Now it's like because of the the hard freezes. Yeah, because it's, it still gets cold in Texas. People don't realize that, and even, yeah. it even gets cold down there. And it was enough to where a few bad winters and they stopped. Yeah. So what ended up happening is, um, I guess a lot of that is now done in Mexico or whatever. Yeah, it, it's but it's still we're not going to get into a dissertation. Yeah. It's still there, but not in the in the the way it used to be. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct, I remember used to be able to see for vast, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the, anyway, the point being about the, the the fruit, there were stories that there were these flying creatures that would devour parts of the orchards, if you would yeah. say. Yeah, and and so what's really messed up, like maybe that's what got maybe that's why they quit doing it. No, I'm sure it had something to okay. do with the cold. But anyway, these creatures were seen like eating, and and some of the farmers would uh, look at them as pests. And now this guy, he his family had a farm down in the valley, but but this creature that that he was talking about was seen south of Alice, but there was a similar one that was seen. Uh, near Brownsville. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that's just right across from Matamoros in mm -hmm. Mexico. It's not a long stretch. I mean, Alice down to Brownsville, when you think about a it, flying for, creature, for a flying creature, I that's mean, not far. How far is the Alice to Brownsville? Probably I, two, I would, two hours? Maybe, at tops. Yeah. And, and so, anyways, and then there was another one that was right outside of Corpus Christi, and I was just down in Corpus Christi not too long right. ago. Beautiful uh, area. I like that area. Port Aransas. I love Port Aransas. But anyway... That whole area right there, there was a flying cryptid that was seen. Now, the descriptions of these things tend to be like a brown mm -hmm. color, but I've actually had people say that they looked almost like red, like the color of clay. Oh, that's interesting. And so when I've read these these encounters, the head is like pointy. It's got like a point on its head, mm -hmm. an elongated beak. I don't know about any teeth or anything like that, um, but I know that they're very big, the wingspan being like 12 to 15 feet from what I've read, and that that there's a tail. Oh, that they actually have yeah. A there's tail. like a tail that looks triangular. Okay, and they're all the same descriptions from what I have what I have read. Now, folks, you might get on there and read something and be like, "That ain't true." I read others that said that it was, 
you know, it looked blue it was a and stub it was, or had a stub for a tail. Yeah, or and whatever. So don't 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 call, come back and 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 front on me. All right, <laughs> I'm just giving you the story. All right, I'm just giving you the type. All right. So, anyways, this is a type of flying creature that is encountered down there in uh, the valley, and yeah. and so there have been several reports of that thing. Now, I know one in particular that I that I read that this kid was with his with his mom and dad. And I guess he was playing his Game Boy, I guess back in the old days it was Game Boy, whatever. And this thing mm-hmm. swooped down and was like right there, almost eye level with them for a few seconds. Oh, wow. And then they saw it sweep it, swoop down and pick up something, some sort of small creature, like a, I don't know what it was. Quite possibly a rabbit. There's yeah, a maybe a lot of rabbits. Maybe it, and it picked up some sort of small creature and then swooped back up into the air. And they were like, whoa, what was that? He just caught him by surprise. And him and his mother got the best look at it because his dad was driving and it was on their side of the car. Oh, man. So, you know, just staying on that topic, I mean, there's there's even reports um, in South Texas that there are um, feral monkeys out there. Monkeys, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Um, and then, you know, of course, that brings to mind, what are they called? The Rebobs out in California, the Northern California. I want to do something about that one, Dale. You do some research on it, but... Yeah, my wife was telling me about that. They're actually, if you look it up, I think it's called the Rebobs. They're like a type of of monkey, devil monkey, as they call them, up oh, in wow. Northern California. Is it if anybody's got anything about that, let me know. Is that something indigenous to California? Because the the monkey. Well, there's a lot of monkeying going on in California, you yeah. know, but we're not going to get into that. That's, that's well, usually you know, the, in the, L.A. and San Francisco, whatever. No, but the uh, the. The South Texas, the monkey thing that they're feral. They they broke loose, if if you will. That's tell me, it was a mad scientist that was messing with genetic manipulation. I, no, Come no, on, they're please. they're 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 monkeys of some yeah, of I some know. sort. It's just, it's just some sort of circus chimps or, that got loose. Or whatever. Yeah, kind of like the feral hog thing that started here in Texas. You know, historically, the the Spaniards when they were colonizing, you know, exploring and started to colonize these areas, Texas, all the way up to Kansas. They were, they were, well, they weren't just colonizing, exploring. They were making the old world great again. Whatever they were doing. But the the point was, is there's a lot of times they um, would bring a lot of hogs with them and then turn them loose. That's how it started. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, not to mention when the Comanches were in, you know, were in full swing and, and, and they would raid, you know, settlements farm settlements, you name it, you know, a lot of times if they didn't kill off all the, you know, livestock, a lot of them being pigs because hogs are so easy to, they're hardy, they're easy to, to raise, you don't they're, need a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, they can survive. Yeah. So that coupled with that, them tearing it up, and then of course them hogs running loose, you know, they turn feral. A lot of that stuff, that's how we got the problem. Well, I, wanted, sure. I wanted to get you, you're talking about hogs? Hogs, feral I pigs. I have a hogzilla story for you. Okay. Is that really a cryptid though? Oh, well, when it's the size of a bull, it is. I think we need to hear that one. I, I think we do. Yeah, let's go give uh, th- it the story. Th- this one, speaking of South Texas, I'm glad you said that. Right. Um, and, folks, that was just by chance that you said that because oh, wow. I was like, wow, that, you know, w- when we do the show, just so you know, we don't come in rehearsed and start whatever. This is not, we're, we're, we're about just, the most rehearsed we do is just we make sure we know what topics we're going to cover. That's about it. And then, and then sometimes you'll have some questions for me. Oh yeah. We do the interview with somebody, but we don't even rehearse that. We just kind of, we're just kind of winging it, if you will, pterodactyl yeah, we're winging enjoying it. it. You know, we want everybody to feel like you're right here with us and these yeah. stories. Well, hey, what was the Dinobot's name that was the, the pterodactyl? Swoop. 
Swoop, Swoop. yeah. Swoop. Oh, that's right, dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Grimlock. Grimlock was the was Tyrannosaurus. The, the T-Rex. He didn't really look like a T-Rex to me, though. He was a metal T-Rex. He was a metal T-Rex. Yeah, I, was, I, I watched that show back in the days. didn't have feathers. I mean, that's this, <laughs> You know, you wake up one day and the dinosaurs have feathers, and you're like, what is this? I want a featherless a featherless dinosaur world. Made out is that of too much metal. to ask scientists? <laughs> God, do your job and just leave the feathers at home, dude. Get a parakeet if you want feathers. Oh, man. I like my dinosaurs smooth like a woman's legs. Smooth. And metallic. And, well, no, I don't know what that's all about. That's that, you're getting into something weird over there, boy. I say, hey, that's all you. That's all you, brother. Let you make it. So right. let's talk about Hogzilla. We got Hogzilla. I got a guy that told me a story, of course, of course, South Texas, another weird corridor of Texas. Yes. Very big hog. And him and two guys were out hunting. They see some piglets. They see some sow. They see whatever. But they're looking for a big one, you mm-hmm. know. And- this thing comes out of the woods. They hear the trees like snapping, cracking, breaking, whatever. This was near Del Rio, Texas. I know, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, and very. I've familiar. heard some hogs out there, some yeah. hog stories. There's a nice, beautiful little lake out there, right there. Yeah, the Lake river. Amistad. Amistad, yeah, very Amistad. But anyway, <clears throat> this hog came out of the uh, the underbrush, and they said that it was the size of a car. Are you serious? They said it was the size of a car, and they both decided they weren't going to shoot at it to make it angry because this Hogzilla. And I asked the guys if you had to estimate. Now, this was a friend of my cousin's that, yes. that I talked to, and I actually talked to him at a little get-together gathering, and he said, mm-hmm. dude, it was it was unreal. Now, at one time my, near my hometown near Lake Granger, yes. the, the, the biggest hog in Texas that had been shot up to that point was about 1,200 pounds. And he said this thing could have been two of those. Wow! Because he saw that when they shot that one, it was a it was a a friend of mine that 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 not he didn't shoot it, but he knew the guy that did, and it was like with this whole thing or whatever. And so, anyways, this hog that he was talking about, he said that he got a look at that hog. Wow! And he said it was two of those. So was this thing? What type of car did he estimate that it was the size of? Um, he said it was like a small SUV. So easily, uh, big a ridge vo- on its back, you know, yeah. a ridgeback hog. We hear about those. I yeah. mean, and he said that it was just enormous, like it was just ungodly. If you were in a vehicle and this thing came out, and he said, "There's no way you would be trying. You couldn't, like, you wouldn't even feel safe in the vehicle." Oh, so that's... they were up a tree and just like, you know what? I'm up here now, and that thing's down there, and that's where we're gonna stay until it disappeared and it went back into the brush. But it was just a humongous. Well, out there in the Del Rio area, when you think about it, those of you that are familiar with that area, I tell you what, it's Del Rio, and in order for you to get anywhere, if you start heading north out of Del Rio, you're going to drive for about two hours before you get to another town. It's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. It's wide open out there as far as, you know, the country. And I think uh, the closest town, if you're heading north- No, no. Well, if you go west, you're going to drive two hours. You got to get to, I believe, oh, yeah, west, Sanderson. Uh, Sanderson would be, yeah, because you're going to go northwest, way. I guess, to Sanderson, right? Yeah, because you're basically going then, along. Then that that's road. that whole corridor. Sanderson's very beautiful, though. Yes. That, that part of the desert is very pretty. I went through there one spring when everything was in bloom. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, oh, and, and and so and that's there, there's a big motorcycle rally that goes yeah. on. I think there it has here. its own beauty out there. It definitely does. There's a does. lot of beauty in Texas, but it folks, is. But don't very... don't come. We don't want you here. <laughs> but uh, we're full. The gates are closed. I'm just kidding. Come to Texas, and 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 enjoy, explore, and then make sure you see. go back home and enjoy and explore and stay in your land. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I always tell my friends that are from out of state. I'm like, you see how full we are, right? <laughs> But no, it, we have a lot of vast open land. Out yeah, here. a lot of a lot of uh, undeveloped country out here. You, know. you and me, Armando, or how do you say you and I? You and I. You and I. Like you on Young I. Guns, you and I. You and I. You and I. And then he beats the guy up. Yeah. Okay. So you and I are very historical. We're we're history buffs, and we both know Texas history. And I would I wish that we could just do a show about Texas history. Yeah, that. Would I be. could give you the whole rundown from beginning to end. That would be. But that wouldn't be totally paranormal so we can no it wouldn't we, be we paranormal do that no no but we are very uh, historical about it texas has a lot of history as anybody knows that we were our own country yeah we were the republic of texas the republic of texas that's it mm-hmm. so let me get to this other story speaking of giant creatures <clears throat> this is going to switch gears a little bit i do have some other reptilian re- or reptile uh, stories also from South Texas. Oh, interesting. But I don't want to get into that right now. We're going we're gonna to leave that for another show. Well, we're this gonna is potluck, so we'll, let's we'll go with the one you that. got now. So we're going to switch gears here. But speaking of giant creatures, hey, Guy sent me a story of a giant spider. Those are out there. You know, I've, I've like I said, I'll just admit to the folks, I do, you know, I'm quite the avid YouTube video guy because mostly podcasts interviews things like that but every now and then there's a few channels i do watch and they put out some decent videos and of course they put out those reports so you mentioning this giant spider has got me going now you know yeah and apparently this is in belize according oh. to them and and that this happens uh they, they come across these things every once in a while they're about the size of a, of a dog oh my god according to what i have read and he said that there was a Spanish newspaper publication that had actually announced that they had, you know, that I guess somebody had killed one. And then, but by the time they got to, out to the farm to see it, it was decomposed pretty bad. Right. But what, what he told me was that this was common and that his grandfather had claimed that back in the 70s, they actually ran over one with a, with a vehicle. Oh, They wow. were going down this back road. And this thing crossed over this dirt road, and it just kind of ran out in front of them, and they just splat. They just crunched right over it. Correct. And they said that it was the size of a large dog. Wow. And he said that this was not uncommon, and that he had heard these stories for years, but then when he was in his 30s, and he said that that was back in like the 90s, Uh that he actually saw one go across his property that was that big. Dead gum. Yeah, and he said that these things they they they're, they're some sort of species that, that may be undiscovered by science, but that it's a a uh, gray. Try to remember how he said it, like the the the, the grayish color. Um, sp- speaks very good English. He wasn't somebody that wasn't you know. So yeah. we communicated very well back and forth. But he said it was the color the color of like granite. That's what it, I think granite is what he used. What the word he used. And so yeah, that was weird. And the legs were black. That's just very weird to me. That's interesting. A granite-colored uh, spider, and and they can be from, and now I asked him like slate. He didn't really understand what that was, but mm-hmm. a granite, yeah, color, or to a uh, beige. Wow. 
with black legs. Well, Belize. From what I hear, though, according it's, to it's they, they will, jungle yeah, and he said that they will find like big birds wrapped up in webs. They'll find like uh, small mammals wrapped up in webs. But as far as I know, they don't. They don't really tend to mess with humans. They they just kind of like if you're there right. and they and they see you, they'll go away. Well, it makes sense. Thank I mean, God, <laughs> it makes they go sense. Away, and I wish they would all go away. If you're listening, spiders, we don't want you here. Okay. Yeah. Wolf you're, has you're, an you're illegal on our planet. Go away. <laughs> some mutant, some aliens came down and left them there and thought it would be funny or cute. You know, that's hey, what it is. Hey, you know, all I can think it's of right of now is you know, the circle of life. I'm hearing the music in my head right now. The circle of life. That's it's one of those. Things. I, you know what? I saw a show one time on one of those learning channels where they teach you stuff, and you know, it was crazy. It was talking about future life. Oh, and yeah. they, I'm not going to get into the the channel. I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to get into it. But it, it, they said that at at some point in our future that we're all going to be gone, and that there's going to be just spiders everywhere, and that this happened once or in our past, or cockroaches. Well, no, I mean the spiders will be the dominant. Um, oh, the dominant species. The dominant predator on the top predator. Yeah, and then they also said the arthros arthrocephalopods. Yes, because I think a spider is technically an arachnid arthropod too, because yeah. it has the eight legs. But the yeah. arthrocephalopods are octopuses and squids, and then mm -hmm. those are actually going to be dominating, and they're going to come it's out, and, and, and they're going to have their reign of terror over us. It's hard to tell. I will be... They're going to come out of the ocean and terrorize us. You know, I will be gone from this plane of existence. They will get this small mountain cat to terrorize people. <laughs> that, and so, yeah, we'll be gone. We'll definitely, we'll, de hopefully... I don't want to be living under the, 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 the Cthulhu's rule <laughs> or the giant spider that Godzilla fought. I don't need to I don't need that in my life. I don't need that. I tell oh, you what man. though, the spider thing just horrifies me. It absolutely horrifies me because I don't like spiders. If I get a small spider and I had my nephew come out there and we together Do you we just we destroyed a spider like half the size of my uh the tip of my pinky. <laughs> together we we worked strong together yeah hey gotta do what you gotta do yeah we were we were we were getting after it dude i tell you what we were just we were moving things in the truck we found the culprit and he kind of acted smug he was i could kind of see a smugness about him like yeah i'm walking on your seat dude and so my nephew fixed him right quick, we did huh? my nephew just laid the smack down on him like a stone cold stunner on that spider there you go and you know what he's gone that takes care of him. Yes, folks. Now, imagine if you're moving he seat has cushions. an arachnophobia. I have an arachnophobia, absolutely. If you're moving your seat cushions and this huge spider jumps out at you, you know, or acts arrogant like it's his land or something, you know, no, we're not doing that. That's so what happened with these giant spiders, I guess. What he else said did he that, say? Yeah. Well, he just said that one walked across his property and went back into the- He didn't try to follow it or see where it was going? I mean, no, because a he's a normal human being. From a distance, I'm going to defend the guy it. and say he's probably a normal man who is it. not like you. Who's <laughs> not going to go walk into the, to the web of death and get attacked by what's the the spider from the Lord of the Rings? Shelob, Shelob, or whatever that thing with the, with the, with the stinger. Oh, yeah, that's what you want. You want him to be killed like uh, no. Frodo? Hey, he does what he does, and I do what I do. You know, I'd have to watch. You I'd see how to... hard it was for Frodo to kill? My gosh, Armando. <laughs> he had to have help from, 
what's his name from Rudy? Oh yeah, Rudy, Samwise Gamgee. That's right. He had to come in there. Rudy had to come in there and save him, <laughs> like he did Notre Dame in there that movie that I don't even remember. But <laughs> that, yeah. So you want to go right. walk? Who would want to go walk after that, Sal? Really? I would. It's a I spider. guess you jump in the water with that predator x baby no too. no i wouldn't do that one no. okay good god <laughs> but i would watch the spider good at gosh least. man ladies and gentlemen we have a this is a man he's a man <laughs> no i'd, ha I'd have a man, shotgun a with man, me a though man. you know or i'd have my uh oh so you would just kill it then That's no, no 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 i'm if okay it turned with that. Around, if it turned around on me i'd just watch to see where it's going because see if you know where it lives then well, there I have seen go. several movies about how spiders do stuff. Yeah. And from what I know, people are freaking out and they're using flamethrowers. And that's what I remember is that they had to use like flamethrowers and all kind of stuff. There's a thought. Yeah, I could have one of those. I too. remember that movie with the guy from the, yeah. the Jim Carrey movie. I remember his name, but he was in arachnophobia or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, and so I remember Jeff Daniels. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is man! Oh no, no, yeah. no, 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 no!" So what else you got? I mean, since this is the paranormal potluck, it's it's you know, informal. We're just throwing those things out there because I got a, I don't know if you'd call it paranormal story. You know, I received it secondhand from a family member, and basically this paranormal story, it involves seeing a light. So I was told the story, and and I'll get into it. Take a couple of minutes to tell you the story. My grandfather, God rest his soul, you know, he was one of those guys that just, you know, walking around in the middle of the night didn't bother him. It, it was just one of those things. So he used to live about five miles out of town. This is in old Mexico, way way back in the day. You know, this is we're talking mid fifties, close to the sixties. So, so at that time, you were only like, what, 12 or 13? I, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't even a twinkle in an uh, eye Yeah, yet. I know, I know. So, Just giving um, you a hard time. Lived back about five miles out of town. This was a small rural town and everything else. You know, the talk around town, they'd talk about the light, and they would say it was the bruja, right? Well, my grandfather didn't believe bruja in the bruja, the witch. The witch. Yeah, they didn't, he didn't believe in the whole Why thing Why couldn't it be the lachusa? You know, that's a whole other ball of wax there <laughs> on that one. But the story is, is that, my um, grandparents lived way out there, about five miles out of town. And, of course, out there, my granddad had all the goats and so on and so forth. And he had quite a big herd, too. I remember that when I was a little bitty kid. We used to go out there. But the standard thing that would go on is it was isolated. Goats, farm, nine, the whole nine. Anytime any lights showed up in that area, you know, it was from a vehicle. You know, because owning a flashlight back then for my grandparents, that was a luxury. That was a huge wow. luxury. So, anyways, my mother's younger siblings, they were a lot younger than her. I only had, it was only her and an older brother. So, so what happened with the light? To, um, so, here's the thing. Both my mother, Both my mother and her older brother, my uncle, were married at the time. The rest of her siblings still at home. Lived out there far in the woods. Well, one night, my grandfather had got done with everything you know, the chores and so on and so forth. And he, he just said, you know, he told my grandmother, hey, I'm going to go into town. I guess he was going into the local cantina, the cantina, and, you know, you know, the bar, drink a few beers, and then walk back home. Long story short, as he's walking away from the house, he turned around, and he looked back in the direction of the house for some reason. I, I never got the whys. But he turned around and looked, and he saw a bright light back near 
where the house was. He knew his way around. He looks back and sees How do you know light. it wasn't headlights from a car? That's the whole point. He was looking, you know, he, he just, he didn't believe the superstitions. So he just turned around. He thought it was either my mom and my dad or my uncle and my, and my aunt that were showing up to come visit. But, but why, how could, why wouldn't it have been? I mean. Well, that was the whole point. He walked all the way back to the house because that's what he thought. When he got to the house, asked my grandmother, so who, who, who showed up? You know, is it, is it, you know, is it, you know, my son or is it yeah, my and, daughter? And nobody was there. And my grandmother basically looked at him like, what are you talking about? He said, I saw the lights. I was almost to town. And was I'm, this the first time he'd ever saw the lights? That's the, the only, only time. Only that's time. the only time. That's the only time. So was there, was there any legends of these lights? Because I know that, that in, in, in the Marfa lights, you know, the Chinati Mountains, yeah, people see these I, lights. I don't know around. how that would relate, but I'll that tell you That would be like much. spook lights. Huh? Yeah, yeah, like the orbs. How big would they be like? I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard different things about the size of the orb, these orb of light orbs, as people call them. But I think my grandfather had an orb experience where he saw it from long distance. It must have been big for him to really just see it because there's a lot. There were a lot of uh, large pecan trees, and I'm talking big ones that you know, a guy like you and I couldn't wrap our arms around them. Mm -hmm. That's how big they're. They're big. They're old, and it got really dark in that area, which was perfect during the summertime because it provided great shade. That's why that little. That's why the little house was there. So that's the only time it happened to my grandfather, but he, you know, he was never superstitious. So he just kind of, hmm, he never talked about it like, hmm, or whatever. Must've been something. And you know, nothing was ever said about it, but I did have one of my aunts, my mother's younger siblings, one of them, uh, she relayed stories in relation to this light that guess what? There were plenty of times that they were asleep in the house. And of course there was a crack at the bottom of the door, you know? that they'd see the light come in there. So she said, we'd get up to see, because we thought it was, you know, she told me when she told me the story, she said, we thought it was your mom or we thought it was your uncle. We'd go out there, open the door, nothing. And she said, and that happened on several occasions to him, out there, you know, living out there. And I said, wow, that's freaky. So that's about the most paranormal story I got in my family that I know of. And, oh, I just thought of another one, but, I can say that for the next time because I've, I'm going to go back and talk to my mother about this old legend that uh, it's a family legend, if you will. And uh, a lot of little, there's a lot of little uh, details that I have to get because she told me this story and it was a legend and it's, I, I just thought it was based on superstition and all this other stuff. But she told me the story and I'd ask her We don't have time once. to go over yeah, that right now. Yeah, that's going to be next time. We're almost, we're almost at time, folks. But yeah. uh, you know, ne we, next next episode, I want you to stay stay tuned for the next episode when it comes out because we're going to talk about a haunted mirror. And, and this is a story that was given to me by somebody who listened to me yeah. on the Dogman show. And it, it, the story really creeped me out. It was unnerving. And then we're going to have a black-eyed kid story. Yeah, that, that I didn't experience, but I was kind of in the vicinity when it happened. Like I wasn't like, I, but I, I will tell you the story, and uh, we're going to talk about maybe a, a black dog. Oh, um, a few things we got lined up for the next show. So definitely, everybody, just stay tuned to the next show. Be on the edge of your seats. Be waiting. Don't do anything all week. Actually, <laughs> just wait for us to come back, and then you can live. All right. <laughs> Good grief, people. Oh, yeah. So selfish. So, hey, let's plug the email, Everybody's brother. always wanting these luxuries like food and water and air. <laughs> yeah, who needs air, right? <laughs> just, you know what? Just wait and live and breathe what we tell you. Right? I'm just kidding. So anyways, we're going to plug the email one more time. It's doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Everyone, send me your weird, creepy stories. I want to hear the woo 
yeah. your of what's events. going on in your part of the universe. And you yeah. know what? Whatever part of the world you're from, whatever part of the universe you're from, Andromeda, Pallades, is that what it, is that what's called? Pallades? Yeah, there's a lot of those constellations out there. Yes. So anyway, wherever you're from, good night, good day. And don't forget, folks, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Your events, your stories, we want to hear them. Have a good. Sayonara.